Catherine Jarrett here. Pronouns are they, them, and theirs. I am a professional psychic, and I am also a professional brow artist. And psychic brows is where I combine them both. Thank you everyone who's been joining in this week for our series, The Mystical Roles of Our Animal Companions. And a big thank you to my Mel, who is the guest speaker for yesterday's episode, Animals as Signs and Symbols of Protection. A little side note on that is when I put my schedule together, I obviously talk with my guides about inspiration of what I should talk on and they had given me that topic title. And when they told me to write those exact words down, they literally said it as animals as signs and symbols of protection. And I said, I don't know what that means. And they replied, don't worry about it. <laughs> and I said, okay, but I don't know what that means. I don't know how I'm supposed to talk about that. And they said again, don't worry about it. <laughs> and I just let it go from there. And when it came time to record, uh, Mel on his own was talking about those things. And I said, oh, I know why I don't need to worry about it. Cause it's not mine to talk about. Here goes babe and thank you. So for those of you who liked it, um, be sure to give him a thank you and some appreciation for giving a like to the video and subscribing if you want to see more. So on to today's topic. So today's topic in our animal series and the last day of this week is all about what happens when our animals pass. Because quite honestly, it is the one of the number one things that people want to know when their animal companions leave this world, they have a lot of curiosity about do they do what we do? Do they go where we go? Is it different for them because they're animals? And then in addition to that, depending on how they passed, they often have a lot of questions with the end of it as well. And so I wanted to just talk on that a little bit because it can be a really hard time for people when it happens. And hopefully it can give some comfort maybe or some insight to individuals. And as a side note, per usual, I got my honey girl right here with me. So she may wanna add in some words of wisdom herself. All right, so when it comes to animals passing, the simplest way I can explain it is, is it similar to humans from what I've been shown? Yes, but it is different, but only because of where they are at energetically. So what I mean when I say that is they tend to have the most pe more than most people do they tend to have a more they tend to have a more direct connection with their energetic body and so transitioning from their physical body to their energetic body 
seems to go quicker and with more acceptance from what I've witnessed. And then they tend to transition after that quicker. And let me expand on that so it makes sense. You just have to understand when I'm talking through things like this, I kind of go into my mind's eye and relive or talk with my guides for um, memories on things. So as I want to be as accurate as I can from the experiences that I've had with it. So when I say they tend to transition from their physical body quicker into that energetic body, it's because it doesn't seem so separate to them. It's like one in the same. That's why when people say that, you know, your, your cat's staring at the corner and there's nothing there, they get worried. Is there a ghost there? And they say, you know, the pets can, you know, people say their pets can see the ghosts that they can't, right? Well, it's because they are living in a world that combines more than just, you know, beyond just this physical world in it. So they are, it's not as separate as it is for us. So for humans to transition out of that physical body into that energetic body is a very foreign experience for a lot of people. And uh, the memories aren't there typically as much. I find that the animals have more memory with their transitions and where they come from and where they're going versus the human amnesia. <laughs> I don't know a better way of saying that, um, that we have very often with different life cycle transitions. So yeah, I just find that because they're more one connected with it, they are more aware of this transition that's happening. And because I suppose there isn't that what people that people have that fear of the unknown, then they um, they don't resist it as much, and they also just consider it as part of the journey. That being said, I do have a point, and they're in my ear. With a side note, now that doesn't mean that death is enjoyable for an animal or not unpleasant, and I want to make that clear. That doesn't make excuse abuse to animals or. Um, anything negative in that form as if they transition out of it and it's okay. That is not what is being said here and I want to make that very clear. It's almost a better way of saying it would be they accept all the blessings of the universe as well as all the hardships of the universe, which typically come from humans, but it doesn't make it okay. And it doesn't mean they don't experience what that feels like. And I want to be really, really clear on that, that this is one of those moments where I'm going to say, you can't just love and light everything in the layered role under this, because that still exists for them. Okay. And I hope I can explain it in a way that's tangible and that makes sense to people when I say that. When, so back to our pets, when that happens and they transition to the energetic body, they're typically, say they're in, which commonly what I encounter a lot is 
guardians, pet guardians whose pets are declining through health in their age or, you know, physical bodies declining regardless of age. And they are trying to make the best decisions for their pet out of love and they get stuck with what to do when or can they do more or did they not do enough and they question things a lot and I have to say one of the things that I encounter the most is a lot of times the pet is ready to go but the only reason they haven't gone yet it was because a lot of times they're holding on for the guardian because they're not able to let go yet. And if the pet on their own had the timeline without them, they may have already gone. Um, and please don't misconstrue that as something. I'm not advocating for not taking your pets through their senior ages at all. I take all of mine through. It's just about having a connection and a communication with them when they're ready to go. And it's okay. You come to that, you come to that together. No different than uh, spouses communicate that with each other in a way when one is ailing and the other one is by their side. Their love and their connection communicates where they're both at. And that's no different. It is absolutely no different with a pet when that happens. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, but I will say oftentimes I do end up talking with the, the guardian about, you know, they're here for you and they, they're here. They're still here for you because you need them. And they, they say, I know, I know, I, I know. And I say, it's okay you the two of you just release for each other and it will come naturally when it comes then and sometimes people need to just hear that yes their pet knows how much they love and they're caring for them and you know truthfully there are times where i have talked to people and i say they're not ready to go yet they have like six years left <laughs> don't give up on them and so there's the other end of it too and but they're worried maybe like oh is it is the quality of life i'm afraid for them that the quality of life isn't there and i don't i don't want them to suffer because i want to keep them here and just I just as often I you know I tell I end up telling people no they're good <laughs> they're good yeah their hips aren't as awesome give them some assistance and um, or whatever it is or they need this but they're good and they plan on sticking around for a long time and they're like oh my gosh oh really okay I'm like yeah their quality of life is good they love being with you yes things are a little tougher they maybe can't do the stairs anymore or you know what yes, you're gonna have to do this extra care for them. They can't hold their bladder as long and you need to have potty pads available for them and you have to make sure you keep them clean for them because that's humiliating for them to not be. And that's gonna take extra care. But if you can do that, they, they, yes, they wanna be here. And so it comes from both ends. And, but yes, there are times when when it's time to go, they they know. And 
Sometimes they hang on a little bit hard longer for the guardian, and it's and it and it's beautiful when it is. And but when they transition, they've already gone there. Like they're ready for a new body. Because that's the other thing when I see is that when they pass over, I don't. If you've listened to my other or watched my other videos or listened to my other stuff, they a lot of times when humans pass over, they have this. like processing time is what I call it. And it's where they depend, it's different for everyone. It just depends on how they pass, what it was like for them, what life was like on earth, how they left things or didn't leave things. And so some people's processing time is like nothing. <laughs> and in some people's, it's a long time. And, but for pets, they don't have what I call being horribly human. And I always say that tongue in cheek, but I mean it they don't have the garbage that we have they're just seriously pure beings and when they pass over they don't have to sit and process over how they treated their fellow litter mates or their anything like that they live life in their physical body through their energetic body doing what they're here to do, experiencing things as they're experiencing without anything artificial created over it. And that is the key in my ear right now. My horribly human is all our artificial things that we've created around our lives here. And this is not an attack on everyone. I'm in this group as well. It is part of being horribly human. We're human. And this is part of it. But because of that, when we pass over, there's typically this processing, reflection, healing time where we deal with things and hopefully learn th from things. That would be the goal. And for animals, that I don't see that happening because they just don't need to. And so what that means is they can transition and transition, excuse me, and come back really quickly to us. And this is where it's amazing. And I've experienced this more than once. And when we lose oh, one of our pets, it's heartbreaking. And for most of you out there, I'd say all of you, if you resonate with this, you're going to resonate with what I'm going to say next. You always think, I cannot go through this again. It hurts too much. But you always do. <laughs> because what you get in return is so much more. And when you're ready, you can talk with them and you can ask them to come back to you and you can make an agreement on that. And that doesn't mean don't rush through your grieving time. If you're in right in the like moment of your grief and you can't even function straight, I wouldn't say that's a great time to do anything like a decision wise of stuff. You want to be clear, but you can let them know. I, I'm, I want you to come back to me and we'll connect on it. Okay. And you can ask them to come back to you and they will. I've had it happen more than once 
when Mel and I first started dating, his older dog, whose name was Oki, who we now refer to as Old Oki, which I think you'll see where the story is going. Old Oki was uh, Mel's bud. When he came here, it was him, his truck, and his guitar, and his dog. <laughs> and it was just them. And sometimes that was all it was them. Sometimes they lived in the truck and they nomaded around this country. And when they got here. And so that was, Old Oki was his best friend and his bud. And when he passed, Mel was devastated at a level I'd never witnessed before for him. And I said, I'm going to connect for you because you can't. He was, he was so in it. And I documented everything I connected with old Oki about when he would come back, how we would find him, what he would look like, and the codes we would have for it. And you don't have to be that detailed, but I wanted all of this so I could present it to Mel because he was so devastated about the loss of his best friend, if, if this love in his life. And I have it in an album that I created. And I, I made an album in dedication to Oloki and I documented all this in the album at the time. And I had the time of year that he would come back to us, the month and the, what he would look like. I said he would look, he would be, he would be a husky mix, but he would look more like when they were dark colored, like a German, you know, German shepherd, the black, when they were more black and he would be a mix. And then, uh, I don't know, there were all these details with it. And I wrote it all down in the album. And then, good thing I do, cause I forget like everything. And then time went on and I always just knew, just let us know when you're ready for us. And we got the hit, or I got the hit, and got the notification where to look for him. And he was in another state at a shelter. And all the things lined up. And Mel went and got him. And it was old Oki in his new body. And everything was exactly, he was, he had the same birthday as old Oki. I didn't realize when I had done that, that that was his birthday month, but it was old Oki's same birthday. And he looked exactly as he said he was gonna look. And I shook a pull at the album. All the details were in there, but anyhow, it was all there. And Mel brought him home. And this was the best part. Yeah, yeah, Mel had to drive to another state, but we we're like, okay, well, you landed close. <laughs> that was our joke because he landed in um, Iowa. We're in Minnesota, if you're familiar. So, anywho, um, when Mel got him home, he came to the house, and all the other pets that lived there just looked at him. They didn't. They were like, oh, hey, Oki. He's like, hey. And then he went straight over to the pantry where the treats are kept and he sat down and he waited for a treat. And we're like, oh, you want your treats, do you, Oki? And 
there he was. We had our boy back. And so that's just an example of when they come back to us and they really, they really can. I have Honey Girl right here next to me. And years ago, she was my Maddie. And there's all these same isms, all these same things. And I won't bore you with the details unless you ask me to. If, if I mean, if that's, if you want to hear some more specific stories about things like this, write it in the comments. But yeah, and sometimes I'll say, oh, my Maddie. And she's like, I know. And the, they come back to us really quickly, like I said, because they can. They don't have to go through this processing time that humans have to, to basically not be horrible humans because they're beautiful, perfect animals. And so they can come back quickly. And sometimes, honey's giving me a kiss. <laughs> sometimes it's the thing that having them come back to you can be the thing that keeps you going. And I love being able to experience again with them. We all, not, I should say we all, but I think many, I, I do. I think many people who listen to stuff like this, you know, you work in the field, you experience the field, you've been open to the field, all these types of things. And so it's not necessarily something that you're fighting against. And so I think that a lot of people out there, you've had that feeling, you know, with other, with other humans where you're like, We've been together before. We've, you know, we've had another life close to each other before. I mean, we've all had lives connected to each other, but I mean, I would say some of us are just more, you know, closer in that circle to each other than others. And so, but what's, you know, hard about that is being in our horribly human bodies, it's hard to always remember what those resonations are, what those vibrations are that you feel with that other soul. And what's, pretty awesome about having when your pet comes back to you and another body is that you remember all of it you actually get to remember all of it and guess what they do too they're in this new body though so don't i don't want it to be confused with <laughs> their exactly the same as they were before because they did adopt a new body and with that new body comes the whole molecular stru structure and makeup of what a body is and that has its own memories and things with it but they very much remember the other things too you know sometimes when I do readings for pets it can get really bizarre i remember the first time i got super confused remember i said i learn stuff in the moment all the time it's like horrible pop quizzes every day i do readings it's like every day is a surprise exam <laughs> and so when i was doing a reading for a pet i got so confused because i was doing um a reading on a pet that was alive yeah i think that's what it was yes a pet that was alive but i was also talking with the the soul of the pet from another life does that make sense when i say it that way and i didn't know what was going on at first but i'm like i don't get it wait that's you that's you that's you wait you're here that's you wait okay and then i was like oh wow this is super wild it was basically like doing a reading in a funhouse for the reflection of the reflection of the reflection of the reflection. And it was so tangibly connected 
And that was a pretty fascinating thing to be part of. And that was the first time that it had happened to me. And I had to figure out what was going on. And luckily I have helpful guides when I'm willing to ask and be able to do it. And so I trying to think if I've ever had that happen with a person. And I don't know. Not where like the person's other soul came from, you know, or <laughs> the person's same other soul came forward. Not in that, not like I, not with the animal. I've had it where I've talked to a person's soul and maybe there was like, they, you know, spoke of things or my guide spoke of things of other soul connections of lives or whatever with this person. But I've never had it where they were actually there, all there in front of me, funhouse mirror style, like a bunch of, you know, multiple ones. So I think that has to have something to do just with that pure energetic simultaneous connection they have in all their fields of body. And so, but that being said, what I was saying is don't confuse that. They're not exactly the same. Like it's not a clone. <laughs> They're not a clone that was, you know, came back. They are still also in this other body with its other cellular structure things going on. But you will have your things with them that make sense. Oh, old Oki, so and so silly. End of his tail had exactly seven white hairs, and his um, teal was one of the ways that Mel would know it was him. Is he would have seven white hairs. <laughs> in the middle of like the rest of the dark tail, you know, that's what his seven white hairs, he would have seven white hairs again in his new body. And guess what? Oki has seven white hairs on his end of his tail. His other, one of his other things was he, um, I know this, you'll be like, oh, whatever, pets like have their butt rubbed or scratched, but Oki has this thing, I called it the Okinawa butt slam. I would, <laughs> I sing songs to all the pets and I make up songs for them. And his was to Annie, are you okay? But it was, Oki, are you okay? Right, right, you get it? I, I don't want to sing it in case that makes me like copyright infringement. <laughs> and so, but then I would sing the chorus to, and end it with um, an Oki butt slam. So anyhow, but he would do this thing. Oh my gosh, the things I say. Um, where he would slam, he would just, he'd be like, run my butt, and he would just like take his whole body and like splail it and smear it across the bottom of the bed or across anything, couch, anything soft he could, and be like, run my butt, and he would like melt into it and like, I don't know, like worm his way up it. And so anyhow, so of course, yeah, we still have the Okinawa butt slam and he still does that and that's his thing. And But obviously he's not exactly the same dog, but you know the isms and you have your things. So you can make your deal with them because that's what's so awesome. You know, if you can connect with them or if you can have someone connect for you, you know, but I always encourage people, people who are close to the animals, sometimes they don't even know how much they're actually talking to their own animal. And it happens in readings a lot where it comes up and I tell them and then I'll reveal something and they'll be like, I wondered. I'm like, yeah, you really are hearing them because I'll say something that they're like, I thought that, you know? So anywho, um, you can maybe have 
you know, those significant things about them as that strong characteristic. Just like when, oh, it's just like when somebody comes through that I'm trying to talk to in a reading. And I said, like their characteristics come out so I can identify who they are, whether it's a way they talk or uh, clothing that they wear or, you know, their mannerisms. So when they, so when the animals, if you're asking, if they're coming back to you, in this life and another body, they, um, they're basically, yes, they will, they can have some of those key characteristics. So you can identify them. Oh my gosh, honey says I'm right. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that is a beautiful thing. They can come through really quickly. And I guess that's a gift, not being horribly human. I hope that this was, an enjoyable topic for people today because I, like many of you, have lost many, you know, loved pets and animals in my life. And sometimes it can be really hard uh, to speak on. But when I talk about this right now, I'm smiling so big because it is amazing. It's devastating. But when you lose them, but if, you know, they're wanting to, or you, in your, in your one, it's obviously an agreement between the two of you. <laughs> um, but to come back and to be able to experience them again is such a gift. And I hope people know that it's there and it's available because it can change your life. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked it, I seriously wish and hope that you subscribe so that you know about all the topics that are coming up and when they're launched. Next week's series, I hope you join us for, is all about how do you live a life as a psychic and a non-psychic job? Aha, kind of what prompted this. So I think a lot of you out there deal with that on a daily basis. You have abilities and you have to function in a world that doesn't necessarily want to have them as a prominent part. And so I really hope you join next week. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And I think that we can help each other. Take care and I will see you soon. Hey, thanks for joining. If you like more psychic or bra related content, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell and then you won't miss any episodes.